0: Hello, hello and welcome to the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show, streaming live from BBS Radio in California and syndicating to over 100 stations globally, including iHeart and iTunes. I'm Yvonne Silver, I am your host for the show today, and I'm going to be joined in just a moment by my guest, special guest, Stephanie McAuliffe. I'm going to make sure I'm pronouncing her name right as well. If this is the first time that you are listening to the Women in Wisdom radio show, sometimes we do pre-recording and sometimes we have live guests and today we have a live opportunity. You can dial in with your questions. So grab a pen. Here is the dial in number. It's 1-888-627-6008 again that number 1888 6276008 and if you don't have a pen i will repeat it a little bit uh, closer to the time when we're opening up the lines so I'm your host. Um, my mission is uplifting the spirit of humanity, and I do that by helping women in particular, women entrepreneurs, to flourish in business. I do that by helping them with having more confident conversations, more sales mastery, and stepping into monetizing their gifts. So It really is about helping those women who have a passion to serve and also to have a flourishing, sustainable business, to step into their greatest potential. So I work with those who struggle with self-doubt, being heard in a man's world sometimes, imposter syndrome comes up, but it really is about having confident communications, asking for what we want and getting it. We had International Women's Day just earlier this month on the 8th, and I like to celebrate women all year long. So these shows air all the time, There's also an archives listing as well if you miss a show. So I'm going to bring out my guest, Stephanie McAuliffe. Stephanie, are you on the line with me? I am here. Ready, ready, ready. Woohoo! So maybe we can switch to gallery mode. We can see each other. Excellent. So Stephanie. Stephanie is the founder for... The way of the diamond warrior such an interesting title we're gonna dive into that for sure she's a master healer and coach and also a two times international best-selling author she empowers women to walk in the legitimacy of who they are versus play by the rules of a world that obliges them i love that strength and passion We uh, guide them to take bold, decisive action and pioneer a pathway that is unique to them. She's also the author of the newly released book, The Impact of Silence, which is all about self-mastery practices for women, stepping into your power and embodying the happiness that is your birthright. So welcome. So glad you could join me. Thank you, Yvonne. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. Mm -hmm. McAuliffe, am I pronouncing that right? Your last name? Perfect. Excellent. Yes. So Stephanie and I met through uh, actually a couple of different groups. I believe we're both members of the Evolutionary Business Council. We also are together in a a powerful mastermind group as well. And I was excited to hear that Stephanie had launched her book because I am a great believer in the power of silence myself too. My morning ritual is about getting up half an hour before anybody else in my house to have my time for gratitudes, for meditation, for visualization, to listen to Holosync recordings, and really step into a powerful day. But using the power of silence. Now, as an executive-certified coach for the last 12 years, I also know that silence and in, in, in the power pause I talk about in my my best-selling book is also a very Um, A very powerful way to tap into what's trying to emerge, but we very often crowd out and don't give space for these new ideas or for these insights to pop up and in the power of of harnessing uh, the question is about. It's about letting the the silence do the heavy lifting. We talk about that in coaching, when you pose a question to someone and then make sure that you're not jumping in to try and solve a problem for them, that they are coming up with their own best intention, which they're more committed to. So Sympath of Silence was launched just this month on the 23rd. And if you stay to the very end, we do have a special gift for you that Stephanie is going to share a little bit more about, which is to do with understanding uh, about not leaking your power and energy. So this is going to be a super powerful opportunity to dive in. So I understand that there were some interesting things that happened earlier on in your life that were the triggers for making change. So tell me a little bit about what happened because you had 27 years on Wall Street, but there's some other things that happened in your life very early on and this show is all about showcasing women who've risen from tragedy to triumph and are now out doing amazing work in the world so tell me about your story
1: so it's very interesting because 27 years on wall street i was very successful my my last big program that i managed was a four-year 85 million dollar spend for an international insurance company and working on wall street and being so involved in my career was the perfect foil to ignore all the things that I didn't want to pay attention to from my younger years. Mm. So I experienced um, sexual abuse multiple times. I grew up with a family where there was the rule of children should be seen and not heard, which I talk about in my, in the, the impact of silence. And it's very interesting in that when you grow up with and live around people who aren't experiencing their own pain and they're silencing and numbing themselves in their own way, that is, as children, what we learn. Yeah. And we also I also learned that it wasn't safe to speak up and to talk about things. And I have memories that go back to being six and the old man down the street being inappropriate and of saying something. And and the response was, well, you know, we we didn't talk about these things back in in the late 60s. And so I really hold no blame towards the the adults in my life. It was. they too weren't expressing themselves and didn't feel safe to. And so when we're with people who don't feel like they can speak what they need to speak, they can't necessarily do anything to empower us. Right. And then as we go through school and work and religion and, and, and even with friends, it's when we're with people who are experiencing their own pain, They don't necessarily have room to create space for us. Yeah. And so I numbed myself through drugs and alcohol, mostly in junior high and high school, and then in college. And and I decided that I was going to have a career for myself, and I was going to school. And I did well in college, despite um, my recreational drug and alcohol use. And then launched myself into my career. And and it was, like I said, really the perfect foil to not have to deal with the things that I just didn't have the tools at the time to deal with. Mm. And, and this,
0: happens, this happens so much. I mean, obviously, I'm bringing forward women who have risen through tragedy and triumph. And it, it's not the first time that I have experienced the story of the pain and what happens when we get led astray by adults when we're very young or there's you know assaults or you know whatever it is that's happened but it does it does provide us with because we don't know we don't know how to you know we're not evolved enough to sort through these problems so it does uh, encourage us to to look for ways that we can self soothe that we can Numb the pain, as you say, and then that it's like, um, it's like grief, really. You know, you can't just fluff it under the rug, it doesn't go away. You have to work through it, otherwise, it will come out later on in life, won't it?
1: (laughs) Oh, it absolutely does. And within the course of a year, my 10 year marriage to my second alcoholic husband Mm. so they gave me gifts as well. Yeah, and my 27 year career ended, and all of a sudden. I was sitting in my home and I had no one and nothing to look at by myself, but myself.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I really sat on my couch for a couple of months because I, I, what I call experienced a mini nervous breakdown, PTSD, depression, anger, all of the things that I hadn't dealt with and I had ignored started to come up for me to heal. And at first I didn't know how to deal with it. And I had been through therapy before I had gone to Al-Anon for years, which is for families of alcoholics. Mm -hmm. And I had done a lot of work with both of those. And yet there was more to do. And really that was when I stepped into energy work, Mm -hmm. but really it was understanding as, as you talked earlier about grief and, and, the healing of grief isn't linear. I don't think we necessarily go through the five stages the same way each time. And when I started working with my first coach, I'll never forget we were on a group program on the first call. And the first question she asked is, how do you want to feel? And I, I was shaken to the core of my being because I realized I didn't know how to answer the question. Mm. I could tell you how I felt. I couldn't tell you how I wanted to feel because I had shut that off for so many years. And that was something that I had never learned. And I think that's actually something that we as women don't learn. We're taught that if everyone around us is okay, then we're supposed to be okay. Mm -hmm. If the world around us is okay, then we're okay. And we get kind of the dangling bits or or the leftover breadcrumbs. And really, one of the big things I've learned in this journey is exactly what they say on airplanes, put on your own oxygen mask first. Yes. Because when we are okay, then we can take care of the people around us and it ripples out from
0: within us. Absolutely. It's one of my favorite sayings, and it probably comes up three to five times every week. (laughs) Just this morning, in fact, (laughs) earlier on. Um, So with the book, with the writing of the book, did you find that also cathartic and healing, the expression and the journey that you took to write the book? Incredibly so. This book uh, originally, in my
1: mind, was going to be published a year ago. And it was gonna be all about boundaries, which is something I work a lot with because Mm -hmm. if we grew up around abuse or mental illness or people around us numbing themselves, we didn't learn healthy boundaries. And yet a year ago, uh, I I received guidance to put the book down for a little bit. And right after that, I was diagnosed with breast cancer, Mm -hmm. which has been a gift of grace. Mm -hmm. originally I fed into the fear of doctors and family of you need to do surgery and chemo and radiation and follow the rules and fall in line. And I kept receiving this message of this isn't necessary. Mm -hmm. So I did do an initial lumpectomy and yet I listened to that message and I kept questioning what isn't necessary. What isn't necessary? And what came to me And what I did was four days before my mastectomy was scheduled, I canceled it. Mm. And I said, I am going to move consciously through this journey. I'm going to do my research and make sure that I'm making the best decision for me rather than what family wants and rather than what makes it easy for doctors. Right. And I went down the rabbit hole of research and am now working with a naturopath and we have a mix of mostly natural and some allopathic medicine and the writing of this book and the, the healing which continues gave me incredible opportunities to understand how I had neglected myself the anger that I had still held within my body that had been internalized that was waiting for me to heal and so When we go on a healing journey, most of the time we think of it as physical and a little bit of mental. And there's so much more when we say, yes, let me look a little bit deeper to what is really here, what really wants me to heal, because that's when we can go the full circle of healing. And like I said, it's been a gift of grace because never... Probably would I I have gone down this path had the cancer not shown itself
0: in my body. Right. It really is that full holistic mind, body, spirit piece that Mm -hmm. comes together. Um, Now, you're also trained in a variety of um, Karuna Reiki master, um, intuitive healer, mediumship that you've studied Uh, oracle guide, um, led serenity retreats, etc. So you've done a lot of this work on yourself with yourself, and then also started to take that forwards already. So what would be three things that emerged from writing the book that were new, deep,
1: powerful insights? There is no story that can't be healed. Mm. No story that can't be healed. That what we silence impacts us in unseen ways. And when we stop listening to the noise of the outside world, that's when our true power comes through for us, when we're willing to listen and ask for guidance. Because none, and that's the third thing, is really of asking for guidance, whether it be from friends, from spirit, our higher self archangels, all of the above. right? Really because everyone wants to help. And yet none of us is meant to be a lone wolf in this world. And we're not meant to do it all by ourselves. And so it's been very vulnerable at times to ask for help. Yeah. And yet that's been part of what this journey has has the purpose of it, really.
0: So what are some of the key chapters in the book?
1: So the first chapter begins with really how systemically, going back thousands of years, we have been silenced. Mm -hmm. Um, I make references to um, The Art of War, written by, I may not pronounce his name right, Sun Tzu, over 2,000 years ago. And really the strategies of When you put your opponent on defense, it puts them into a state of confusion and you create a better offense against them. And that happens with school, that happens with business, that happens all around us still in society. If you listen to the news, is it really news or is it a control of the message? Mm -hmm. The second chapter goes into really, how we've been silenced by family and not necessarily intentionally. And I talk also a lot about the science of the energy that we carry and how it comes through, how there are studies that show anxiety is passed through the sperm. So it's not all about mom. Mm -hmm. And that we take on the energy as, as soon as the sperm meets the egg, There's energy that's there, and we are taking on the energy of both our mother and our father. And this has nothing to do about pro-choice or not. This is really of the energy that we carry. And I talk about the science of our brainwaves through our first eight years of life and how we are so wide open. We're taking on the energy of the world around us because of the way our brainwaves are, and we don't even realize it. So many times we're carrying wounds and we're carrying the energy of the people from our household from our our formative years and don't even realize why it is that we feel the way that we do. Hmm. Every chapter includes an invitation for the reader to go deeper into their own story and into their own path and to understand where some of these things come from. And then really to step into a deeper level of their own healing journey and some of the exercises, everything that's in this book I've done for myself.
0: Right. So in terms of the <clears throat> the way of the Diamond Warrior, so that's the um the name the, the found the, the organization that you founded, how did that name emerge and how does that connect with this book
1: so the name emerged i did some work with someone a year ago january on the soul of my business Hmm. and what emerged was a a drawing originally i still thought the book was all about boundaries and the three layers of the world outside of us the world within and then the discernment between the two Mm -hmm. and what evolved was two intersecting um, infinity signs with the different colors and really what it is it, it refers back to what you said of the the complete healing journey of like we say yes to ourselves and we start in the east and then we many times people say I don't want to go any further but when we say yes we then go down into the south and we get into the deeper watery emotions And really what's underneath what our thinking mind wants us to believe. Mm -hmm. And many times we stop there. Yet when we continue, this is when we step into the West and we're burning away the energies that we've internalized. And this is where some of the power really comes because we can logically know about what we're feeling and how we feel it and the stories we've internalized and who's involved and what I call our, our interconnecting spiderwebs, because we are all connected. And yet when we say, okay, I see this, I know it, I choose to no longer carry it, we burn away and we clear those energies, which then leads us to go into our true north and step deeper into the truth of who we are all the while guided by spirit and spirit really comes in when we've said, yes, I want to step into that deeper knowing because we're always guided. Right. And I, I truly believe that we all, we have a, a finite amount of space within our bodies and we can only bury so many things until we finally, blow up in one way or another or have a nervous breakdown or depression or PTSD implode (laughs) implode yes and as we go through this healing journey and we clear out those energies that we've carried this is when we make space to really remember who we are out from underneath those layers
0: right and you and I are both in a uh, project right now where we're looking at uh, credibility
1: mm-hmm. and
0: really clarifying, you know, who who we are and what we're up to in the world in, you know, five words or less. So what was the uh, description that you settled on? So for someone who's just joining the show and didn't hear your original introduction, what are you all about, Stephanie? How do you sum it up? So the phrase
1: that I came up with, which I'm still playing with, was I work with frustrated souls stuck in their story. Mm. My clients typically have done a lot of work and can't understand why they're not able to move ahead. And it's as if they've hit a wall and they continue to run into the wall. And society has taught us that we'll just push a little harder that doesn't work. It can work up to a certain point and then the wall just gets bigger and harder and deeper and thicker. Right. So most of my clients have come to me when they're at this space of, I can't understand why my business isn't growing. I don't understand why I don't have clients. I don't understand why I can't find love because I want to get married. I don't understand why I'm not able to get pregnant and my relationship is the way it is. And all of this, so those are a few examples of people that I worked with, didn't understand that really it was going back to those old energies, understanding them and clearing them, of which businesses are thriving, marriages happened, Babies are now over one year old. And so it's really helping them to understand and very quickly get to the point of what's really in the way,
0: because most of the time it's not what we think it is. Right. Yeah. Very often in my coaching uh, work, too, people might come with one thing that's presenting. Mm -hmm. Um, It's usually not the real cause. It's the surface piece that we look at tackling first and then through conversation, realizing, oh, there's actually a much deeper thread here. And this is what really needs to get cleared, explored, understood and taken action on, because this is the self-development growth journey. And once you're on it, it's kind of like being on a tractor beam. You can't get off. you don't want to get off because you've started to have that deeper understanding of who you are at your soul level and you want the world to see more of you you don't want to hide anymore you want that full expression to come to bear this is such an interesting conversation um we're going to go to a break in just a minute but i do want um those who are listening live do not be shy feel free to call in Again, the number, if you didn't jot it down before or just joined us, is 1-888-627-6008. So if you have questions for Stephanie in particular, one 627 6008 And what you're sharing is very much about language, which is my passion, right? My best-selling book, Words, Women, and Wisdom, mm-hmm. The Modern Hour of Confident Conversations, is all about how we communicate externally. And as I was writing the book, what I realized is while the external communication um, is what people see and hear, it is really an expression of how confident we feel about ourselves inside. So there is a section on self-talk and you know eliminating negative Nelly words from your from your vocabulary, and really about asking for what it is we truly want in a way that is. Polite and respectful, and yet very firm and assertive. We don't want to be creating resistance. We want to be inviting people in. And that's part of the process that I work with my clients very often as well around sales mastery. It's not about dealing with objections. I don't Mm -hmm. get objections. It's about structuring the conversation in a way where it is a co creation, you know, what's working really well in your business. How could it be even better? Can I share a little bit about what I do? Because I think if we co-create, I might actually be able to help you get there faster. What's to say no to? There's nothing to object to. It's an invitation and it's a co-creation opportunity. It works beautifully. So let's run the, uh, the book video and have that play for a few minutes. Don't go away because, as I mentioned, Stephanie has a gift to share at the end of the conversation, and you still have an opportunity to dial in and ask your questions as well. Let's run the video. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, women, and wisdom, the modern art of confident conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and have already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018, it's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work, words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us, and when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews, and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women, and Wisdom today. Thank you for our show producer for airing that. So that was from the original launch in 2018 when it hit bestseller overnight. And since then, I'm delighted that I've been able to share Buy One, Give One. So my intention with the book is to step into a social enterprise role model And for every 10 books that are sold, I donate a a set of 10 to Women's Shelter Foundation or Not-for-Profit, which warms my heart. So I wanna go back to our guest, Stephanie. So a quote here from um, one of the write-ups I read about the book. When you let go of the reins to the world around you and focus on the truth of who you really are, your essence emanates from you. There's nothing you need to prove Anymore. As you shift, the world around you naturally shifts. And the only change may be within you. This is true, incredible freedom. I believe there's no story that can't be given a voice. And Stephanie will teach alternative ways of doing and being. I see you transformed before my very eyes and always see the light and perfection of who you are. Some of Stephanie's clients thought they'd always have to live with their pains and through their work together, have been able to forever free themselves." Love that quote. So your personal story obviously has shaped a lot of your work. Mm -hmm. I'm also interested in, uh, you know, what you believe personally for women in particular, because we both work a lot with women, are some of the biggest contributing factors that help women evolve their confidence in business. What are your thoughts? When
1: we support each other, there's, we're unstoppable. One of the things that I found through my career on Wall Street as, especially as you rise higher and higher within an organization, there's less and less space for women. And some of my best and some of my worst colleagues have been women. When we, we all bring our own unique gifts to the table. And when we sit in the space of really em- empowering each other to bring our gifts, this is, this is where, and really it's regardless of whether it's men or women, because I saw men do the same thing more so with women though, because wall street is a very masculine male dominated industry, whether you're in systems and project and program management, as I was, or whether you're in trading, it, it's uh, the percentages are not in women's favor. And yet I'm seeing more and more women support each other. some in my last program, I had multiple business partners, and one of whom saw the gifts that I brought to the table. She had the business. I had the, the, the planning and the oversight. And we worked incredibly powerfully together. And then through reorgs, I had another business partner who wanted nothing to do with project and program management. And I saw that it was because she wanted control over everything. And it wasn't anything about control. And yet I, I worked with her as best I could. I only imagined what we could have created together had she really partnered with me rather than fought me for the 18 months that we worked together. So Mm -hmm. I think one of the most powerful things we as women can do is look at the gifts that another person is bringing. And when we help someone
0: else shine, this is when we shine. Right. So the readers that you feel will get the most value out of your book, um, is it more on a personal level or are you thinking of introducing that more in the corporate arena as well? Like where is the sweet spot for maximum absorption of the content and really taking action? It
1: really is for women who are at a crossroads, Mm. similar to where I was when my marriage and my career ended. And what do I want to do? Because when we get to those those spaces of I don't feel satisfied, yet all the rules of society say I should be happy. Mm. And yet I followed all <laughs> right. And I followed all the rules and I did everything I was supposed to do, and yet there's something inside of me that wants to come out, and I don't know what it is. And so it is for the female executive or entrepreneur who is at this space of it, it's like i'm i'm a chrysalis and and i'm pushing against the wall of this cocoon
0: and something but i don't know what right i talk about the uh, emperor moth in my book
1: mm-hmm. which
0: you know um quite a few people are familiar with um You know, we can't shortcut the process of self-discovery. We can't shortcut the process of healing. Um, You know, you can put a Band-Aid on it, but you haven't really got underneath what's really going on. And it is that struggle to get out of the um, cocoon, which is what gives the wings strength. And if we try to just, you know, cut from the chrysalis and and try to get the, the butterfly out, we're actually doing a disservice because it won't have squeezed all of the fluid from the wings. It'll just have puffy flat, you know, puffy wings and it won't be able to fly. Whereas the squeezing and the struggle, it's like being on a (laughs) self-development journey of um, really understanding and appreciating. Yeah, this wasn't an easy journey, but that's not where the gifts lie. It is really when we know that we've struggled with something and yet we've still managed to, get to the end of the journey of that phase of development anyways and looked back and said wow I never thought I could achieve that and that's what builds resilience isn't it it is
1: and I say you know we didn't get to where we are overnight and so unraveling and unwinding our stories and healing doesn't happen overnight and the other thing as well as and I share this in the book the transformation from a caterpillar to caterpillar to a butterfly, really, the caterpillar turns into goo, mm. and there are imaginal cells that are that are remain, and it's as if it's our lungs, and a piece of our stomach, and a piece of our spine, that remain. That those form the basis of the butterfly, and really part of this healing journey is allowing ourselves to sometimes turn into a, a puddle of goo. And that's okay because really we can resist it. And if you think about how much time and energy mental and otherwise is spent resisting. Whereas when we step into the healing process and really start to listen to our own guidance and inner wisdom, the new things that come up actually get healed a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And there is less resistance because it goes back to what you said. We actually are looking forward to, okay, how can I, how can I really step into what's next for me? What's the next level? And there are periods of integration. So we're not always on. We're not always off. Sometimes there's, there's periods of, okay, that was a big lesson for me the energy's cleared and now I get to see in the wisdom of it for
0: a little bit. Right. Yeah. Last latter part of last year was a, an integration period for me. I mean, my word, um, my word for the year, it's funny how it just, you know, keep kept popping up around me. And of course, you know, reticular activating system, as soon as I saw it, I noticed it right away, um, which was radical. And as I said to a couple of colleagues, you're not going to see anything going on on the outside. You're not going to see me hosting, you know, massive events. I mean, I did one in February, but I didn't do any more for the rest of the year. The radical shift is going on inside. It's it's inner work. And then what happened is, you know, between October and now, um, if I look at my, you know, revenue numbers, like I'm up 550% mm-hmm.
1: because
0: things have been put in place and and the work has been done to allow those things to now evolve to flourish. Um, so a lot of the work that my body of work that's uh, forming now is drawing on the past. You know, interviewing and hiring about six thousand people in my career in my earlier HR years, twenty years in senior HR roles, um, and bringing that forward now as a gift to those entrepreneurs who are solopreneurs who are ready to expand and grow, but don't know how to hire, uh, lead and and empower their team with ease and grace. So how do you do that? And at the same time, as I'm expanding too, I'm I'm stepping into that work more and I'm bringing my own experience into play um, of what's happening in the world today. And then sharing that along with my other gifts, because what we know we can teach and what we haven't yet learned, we can go find because you know, information is prevalent everywhere. Your book is available on Amazon and is it ebook and uh, physical copy as well? Ebook, paperback and hard, hardcover. And hardcover yes, yes. as well. Yes. Yes. Amazon yes. option for hardcover now too, which yeah. is very cool. So yes. if you, if you haven't yet um, written it down, the, uh, the title of the book is The Impact of Silence, Self-Mastery Practices for Women, Stepping into Your Power and Embodying the Happiness That's Your Birthright. So we talked about your original childhood growing up. We talked a little bit about the impetus for the book. We talked about the learnings along the way. What haven't we talked about that you're just dying to share with our listeners that relates to the journey or the learnings or what you've uncovered writing the book? What haven't I asked you yet? Well, I'm looking down at some of my
1: notes and there's two things. It's, it's, we thrive when we decide to move beyond the generational rules that have held us back
0: mm.
1: because more? sure. Because I look at my family of children should be seen and not heard.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: was something that goes back
0: to Me my <laughs>
1: great grandparents. I mean, it, it's, It's actually a phrase that comes from the 1400s that was written by, um, he he wasn't a pastor, but he he was associated with religion and a Puritan. And it was actually written for girls to be quiet and Mm. to not speak unless spoken to. Mm. And it then formed into the broader children should be seen and not heard. And these are some of the things that carry forward that we don't always realize the impact of, of how it is. And I can remember my mother and my stepfather having cocktail parties. And it was like, well, you can wander around, but don't speak unless you're spoken to. And so you can walk around your house with 20 or 30 people in there, and the adults are all doing what, you know, having fun and cocktails and whatnot. And it's almost as if you can be a cr- in a crowd of people and invisible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think for us as adults, it's realizing how we may be unconsciously silencing the people around us, mm-hmm. which is really important because if someone is saying something that we don't agree with, it doesn't mean they're not entitled to say it. And if we're triggered by it, then again, it's an opportunity for us to understand why am I triggered? Because when I can look at people and really see them out from underneath the layers of the stories that they've carried, we're all divine children. And there's a purity to us that I can see people as they are, not as I want them to be. And part of this work that, that I do is this journey isn't about finding ourselves. It's about remembering who we are out from underneath these stories, right. out from underneath these ways that we felt silenced and that we continue to silence ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm actually working on a document right now. It's got over a hundred different ways that we're silenced. Mm. It what was.
0: Would, what would a couple of those be? If you care to share. Absolutely. So,
1: well, one of the big ones is children should be seen and not heard. Right. Uh, someone proclaiming, you know, boundaries, because they don't want to hear what it is that you have to say, mm. because they're triggered. Um, a boss telling you at work that they're going to present your work at a a big meeting Mm. that's very big for silencing right and really if it's allowing ourselves also sometimes with family which can be our biggest challenges that if there was a situation that happened allowing someone to voice their feelings and listening without responding, right? And then being able to do that from our perspective, because there's my truth, there's your, your truth, and then there's the broader truth in between us. Yeah. And so those are some of the ways that we can feel silenced or silence others.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it'll be an interesting it, article too is it a blog post or an article or it's eventually going to be an opt-in okay um i'm working on it it's it's become bigger than i thought it was going to be so i'm giving it some space as i'm giving the book some space i'm giving it all the voice to become what it is that they want to become right
0: well that is the power of silence isn't it is letting whatever is intended to be emerging giving it the space and grace to do so. And the gift is what is in the very center of that, what comes out um, as, as a, a coach. I mean, certainly one of, the, one of the refreshing parts to me coming to this, um, this uh, discipline from HR, <laughs> right, where you're constantly giving advice, was how refreshing it was to not be the one who had to hold the space to give a solution, but to pose the question and let the other person step into what their thoughts and feelings were around it, and more importantly, what they were willing to do to take action on something and constantly reminding myself that, (coughs) excuse me, my best way to stop myself jumping in with a solution was to put my pen on my lip after I would posed my question as a reminder you know why are you talking stop talking and let the space do the lifting let the energy breathe yes and this allows the other person
1: to sit in their own discomfort which is okay it it's okay to feel our feelings and this is another way that we silence ourselves is Society basically isn't comfortable with our feelings. And a lot of times our family wasn't comfortable with our feelings and our emotions. And when we can allow what wants to come up, it could be old anger, it could be sadness, it could be frustration, it could be betrayal, it could be any number of things. Feeling those and journaling about them is a great way to clear them and to give them a voice when they may never have before (laughs) and this is the power in silence isn't just about sitting and trying to blank our minds because that's rarely can happen silence can be a walking meditation it can be journaling and allowing the words to flow through us Mm -hmm. it can be writing an fu letter to allow what wants to come out and then go burn it in ceremony it's (laughs)
0: So there, there's some powerful things that we can do.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm chuckling as you're talking there about burning, writing and burning. Um, my um, my dad, who was you know, the reason why I wrote my book, ultimately, mm-hmm. um, who came back from World War II, PTSD, got a bullet in Dunkirk, um, and just showed up as being a very angry man because he didn't get treated like hundreds of thousands of other men coming back from the war. Took it out on my mum. And literally drain the dignity right out of her. So many, many, many years later, uh, when I chose to step into forgiveness and wrote him a letter forgiving him, and went to to do a special moonlight ceremony to burn it, the, the darn paper would not burn. I don't know if it was like it was almost like it was wax paper, but it just wouldn't burn, and it was just so funny um, that. Here I was desperately trying to let go of this and um, forgive. And nope. It's like, no, nope, it, it's just I'm gonna hang around for a little bit longer. I'm not gonna burn. <laughs> well, and, and this speaks to what a law, a lot
1: of war veterans brought back. And this is one of the studies that I talk about. There, there's studies now with Iran and Afghanistan veterans, and they're following their children because whether it, there was a lot of focus on, on Vietnam, there wasn't so much focus on Korea in World War II. And yet when that anxi- anxiety is passed from generation to generation and we feel a certain way and we don't understand where it's coming from, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's no wonder now why there is so much anxiety and anger running through our, our society now because these are all the energies that have not been cleared and healed and acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why it's so important to go into these practices. And I have um, a forgiveness practice, which is an invitation for the reader in the book as well, because forgiveness is really for us and we don't need the participation of the other person in order for us to clear the energy between us and to heal. And so going back to one of your questions of helping, helping business women, this is how we step into our power is by clearing this old stuff, because it's not, we're not carrying it like a bag of rocks on our shoulders.
0: Lovely. Well, I'm definitely um, intrigued to get to the end of, of my copy of the book. Mm -hmm. Um, Take away some incredible wisdom nuggets that you have soulfully poured in um, with with the insights that have been gifted to you through your own healing journey and creating that space. So you know, not being on Wall Street, not being you know in a um, in your married state, has given you that space for other things to emerge. And certainly, you know, when I did my own writing for my book, it was almost like that you know after that first half hour morning ritual then I sat to write for an hour every day and it was almost like the words just downloaded through me what needed to be in the book I mean there was originally going to be 52 and then my editors said it's getting way too long you're already at 300 pages so I stopped at you know 40 different words and word concepts because there's action items for every single one of those Mm -hmm. words in the book so there's there's quite a lot in there um, to explore. So if you'd like to pick up your own copy, if you're intrigued, um, certainly go to Amazon and pick up a copy of Stephanie's book. Pick up a copy of um, The Impact of Silence. If you're intrigued to learn more about my book, um, we did have the video playing, but it went to audio for some reason. So if you wanna watch the actual video, um, because there's some really good uh, graphics in there, it's actually on my website, yvonsilver.com, and you can pick up information about how to order your own copy of the audiobook or the ebook or the physical copy book of Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. Today has been a really interesting conversation. And Stephanie, you have a gift to share with the listeners as well before we wrap up. So where would they go to get that and what is it? So it is
1: a five question assessment that will help a person understand where they may be leaking some of their energy and power. Excellent. And they can get it via my website, which is wayofthediamondwarrior.com. And there is a tab right up at the top entitled free assessment. And um, they'll receive a report And, uh, it, it really is insightful because sometimes we don't sometimes realize how we may be leaking our energy. Yeah. And so it can be really insightful for then someone to step a little bit deeper into, Oh, how do I close this gap?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that, that gift. Very generous. I've so enjoyed talking today and learning more about what you uncovered along the way, what's included in this powerful new book. Encourage everybody to pick up their own copy of The Impact of Silence. And certainly want to wish you well with all of your future endeavors and what emerges, what's meant to emerge in the space from this interview going forward. So thank you again, Stephanie. And for those who are listening and were too shy to dial in, you can certainly keep in touch with Stephanie as well. You'll be seeing a following posting with a hashtag replay and additional information about where to keep in touch. It's Yvonne Silver with BBS radio for the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show. I hope you will join me again in another two weeks and watch on Facebook and connect with me there so that you can see upcoming amazing guests like Stephanie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, it's been wonderful to be here with you today. Thank you.